Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm Amy Ravel. I'm a professional organiser based in Melbourne and I love helping you achieve freedom from clutter. And my podcast co-host is... Not only your podcast co-host, but also your business partner. (laughs) And my business bestie. (laughs) I am Kesti Faruja, also from the Art of Decluttering, but I am based in Sydney. And hence why you're hearing us in different spaces. <laughs> I don't think they could tell when we were together. Maybe could. they could. Maybe they could. Yeah, it's been maybe. a long time, Kirst, since we've been able to do a podcast recording. It's been probably 20 months, I'm going to guess. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. But that's okay. Thank goodness for the internet. Yes, we do love the WWW. We do. <laughs> Kirst, today is Are You OK Day. We're not dropping this episode on Are You OK Day, but are you okay? I am okay. Thank you for asking. Yeah, people in my home are doing very well considering the circumstances we find ourselves in in lockdown. Sydney, how about you, Amy? Are you okay? Yeah, I was saying to you before because we had a good um, mental health check-in this morning. I was like, I'm definitely not thriving, <laughs> but I'm doing okay. And you're like, that's okay. We don't need to thrive in the middle of a pandemic running a business and homeschooling children and being locked in our homes with our families 24-7. So, Mm. yes, I am okay. Um, In fact, let's be honest, I'm more than okay. I'm pretty good, which is great. Good. Yeah. It is okay to not be okay. It totally is, and there's plenty of times where we're not okay, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things yeah. that helps both Kirst and I when we are not okay is just being able to say it to each other, um, sometimes just being able to say it to a friend, I'm not okay, or this is really hard or frustrating or annoying or difficult or depressing or whatever, sometimes naming it and, and not having the shame of hiding it can really help. So top yeah, tip from I had Dr. Kirsty and Amy. <laughs> I had that experience with Simon when he when we had little kids and I as soon as he 
said something to me about how he was feeling, he felt relief. And as soon as he acknowledged that he wasn't okay, he then was able to start feeling okay. Now, I'm not saying that that's what happens to everybody. I'm not suggesting that that's all you need to do by any stretch of the imagination. But for him, that was all that it took um, to actually verbally process that he wasn't going okay. Mm. And then he could do step, take steps. So we just really want to encourage you, even though it's weeks after Are You Okay Day here in Australia, that recognising how you're feeling um, and understanding yourself is really important. And then being able to speak that truth to somebody who's safe mm. is really important. Absolutely. So, yeah. We love you guys. And we really hope that you're okay wherever you are in the world and whatever things you're going through, um, we are here. Yeah. And we're here to support you in any way that we possibly can as far as decluttering goes. Yeah. And, you know, we can just be your friends in your ears. So you can always pour yourself a cup of tea, put our podcast on. We're not very good at listening on the podcast to you, but you can hear (laughs) us talk. I mean, that's that's half the conversation. (laughs) And you can hear us talk to each other and laugh and be silly and sometimes smiling is all that you need. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about today, Kirst? We're talking about self-sabotage. So let's just like bring it down a notch again. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that this is actually really good. I think that was a really good segue into it because sometimes I think that a lot of times with self-sabotage, it's actually acknowledging that that's what's going on. Mm. And so, yeah, equally with are you okay is actually acknowledging how you're feeling um, is part is going part way to being able to find a solution to how you're feeling mm, um mm. so with self-sabotage yeah what does so what does what does it mean to you when I what what ideas pop into your head when I say self-sabotage I think it's when you engage in a behavior that is against your own wishes dreams and values I'm reading that straight off google people so oh, it's I self- was like wow that's really good Ames <laughs> I was like, this is what I think it is, but I want to double check. So this is um, from mindtools.com. Self-sabotage is behavior that undermines your success despite your own wishes, dreams or values. And I just think how often do we engage in stupid, like self-sabotage is so flippin' stupid. Like why? Tell me, Kirst, why do we do it? It seems so dumb-dumb. Ah. Because, oh, there's so many reasons why yes, we self-sabotage. Yes, like, let's talk about it. Yeah. I think I, so one of the reasons that we're having this conversation today is because last week I had a couple of virtual sessions and in in those virtual sessions self-sabotage came up. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wow, I know if this is happening for two people in the same week in in my life, in our clients' lives, then that must it must be the theme that we should talk about at the <laughs> moment because it's and I think during COVID in lockdown, it's it's um, for us in Sydney and you guys in Melbourne, self sabotage can be a daily occurrence. Like, yes, I want to go out and get 
I want to be healthy today and make some healthy, mindful choices. I'm going to go for a walk. Ah, can't be bothered going for a walk. Mm-hmm. Like self-sabotage happens. I know for me it's help happening on a daily basis. I know, right? Me. You think we're yeah. smarter than this, curse? Like We're not. Oh, my gosh. We <laughs> but are I don't not. think it's about smart. I don't think it's about intelligence. It's got nothing no, to do with 100%. intelligence. It's got to do with... I think that it's got to do with understanding yourself and knowing what who you are um, and also, um, yeah, uh, our habits as well. Mm. So, I, I mean, I've got lots of thoughts on this, but, yeah, it's – I know you were just being facetious and saying we're dumb doing it, but it is – It is dumb, dumb. No, but it's totally dumb, dumb. Like it's our brains – like it's self-sabotage. Like yes. to sabotage someone else is evil in and of itself, but to do it to yourself is dumb. Yeah. But we do it like ten times a day. Like procrastination in and of itself I think is self-sabotage. Yeah. Like this. So self- I think oh. that it has got to do with our self-worth. Yeah. It can sometimes a lot of times be to do with our self-worth mm-hmm. and lack thereof. Um, and then I do think that it, it, the overcoming it can happen when you understand yourself a bit more than you may have already done. Like I'll, I'll share what I mean on that soon. But <laughs> Can I say that I think it would be um, a great episode to go back and listen to is our interview with Gretchen Rubin because mm-hmm. I think that – were you thinking the same? Yes. Oh, this, is what, this is what I spoke to my clients about. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly the four tendencies and that episode was amazeballs because yeah. we got to speak to her. We got to speak to her. Yes, I um, I would highly recommend. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. But after you finish this episode, just go back and re-listen or listen to that one. Yeah, because this is what I spoke to my clients about last week was knowing what. So four tendencies and the episode that we did with Gretchen Rubin was around the four tendencies somewhat. And the four tendencies is upholder, obliger, rebel and questioner and uh, upholders don't normally have too much issues with self-sabotage although you could correct me because you are an upholder amy oh so many issues with self-sabotage but if you but typically like in in gretchen rubin's definition of an upholder is that they meet their own expectations and they meet other people's expectations. Oh, which one am I then? I'm not the one that meets my own expectations. Aren't you? No, I don't meet my own expectations. Ooh, I thought you were an upholder. No, I'm the one that meets other people's but not my own. Which one's that? Obliger. Obliger, that's what I am, an obliger. Oh, I or I thought you were an obliger. Like, I know that you're not. No, sorry. I thought you were an upholder. I know that you're not an upholder in some aspects of your life, but in work you are mostly an upholder. Yeah, in work I am. That's true. But that's also that's, because I love it. If it was a job that I didn't love, I probably would not be quite so much of an upholder in work. Okay, so now your life makes more sense to me now that I know that actually you oh, really are a, a obliger. Yeah, no, totally. I can see 
the that okay so everybody <laughs> an upholder is somebody who meets external expectations and meets internal expectations an obliger which is what amy is meets external expectations and does not meet internal expectations Mm-mm. a rebel which is me <laughs> um so does not meet any expectations <laughs> of rebel against everything or of anybody else's expectations and a questioner meets their own expectations and does not meet well and questions all external expectations and in fact they like they question their own internal expectations but when they've set when they've realized what they're when they've answered their own questions and they meet those expectations whereas a questioner will be that person who will be like but why should I do that and you have to give a reason and but why but why and when Mm -hmm. they appreciate and get the reason and if it aligns with their own values they'll meet those expectations but only when it meets when it aligns with their values my gosh we're complicated aren't we we are. So how does so, knowing this help, Kirst? How does knowing about, how does know thyself help mm, when it comes to self-sabotage? I think it helps because then you can put some scaffolding in place and let's get like educational. <laughs> you can put some supports in place to help you grow or overcome your own tendencies. So for instance, Amy, as an obliger, you do not meet your own expectations. So one way that Gretchen Rubin teaches is that you turn your internal expectations into external expectations because you meet those. So if you said to me, Kirsty, I want to go for a walk every day this week. Can you please hold me accountable to that? You would probably meet that because you. It would be me then saying, "Amy, have you gone?" I wouldn't want to let you down. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, turning those ex internal expectations into outer expectations helps obligers. So how go for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) then, so in follow on from that, Mm. what does self sabotage look like? So how does all of this help us know about self-sabotage? Is it because we know what we're most likely to push up against? Or is it because what we're self-sabotaging is actually we don't believe that we deserve happiness, health, Mm. wealth, friendship, intimacy, all of the things? Yeah, and I think all of what you just said. I think that self-sabotage because I it set is you self- up for that, didn't I? I gave you like, yeah, all, yeah that was good. You did. <laughs> self-sabotage <laughs> is your internal expectations though. It's not your external t- expectations often. Yes. So yep. self-sabotage is probably, so upholders probably don't have that much issues with self-sabotage. Mm. Like look at you, for instance, because Upholders meet external expectations and they meet internal expectations. So, and how Gretchen does it, the framework that she uses is that it's that Venn diagram, like the upholder links with, crosses over with the obliger in that they both meet 
external expectations. And the rebel is down the bottom and that crosses over with the obliger in that they don't meet internal expectations. Mm -hmm. And the rebel crosses over with the with the questioner because they don't meet external expectations and the questioner and the upholder cross over in that they meet internal expectations. I hope I got that right. And you did. And I'm really impressed, but I think (laughs) let's put a link in the show notes so that if you're kind of, if this is not familiar language for you, have a look at the diagrams because it will it's a really helpful framework that she's developed and that we love using. Yeah. So therefore self-sabotage is when you do something that you're not meeting your internal expectations. Because otherwise it would be not called self-sabotage, would it? If I wasn't meeting yeah. your expectations, it would just be It would just be so annoying. <laughs> yeah, it would just be very <laughs> frustrating (laughs) yeah so I so I upholders don't normally have issues with self-sabotaging and questioners can or cannot depending on where they where they fall with their their things but I know a lot I know a lot of questioners who have issues with self-sabotage as well so let's take a sidestep from um the four tendencies and talk about it in relation to decluttering and what we see Mm. with clients how without giving specifics these clients that you um mentioned at the start of the episode what did self-sabotage look like for them when it came to their decluttering Mm. Let's even go broader than just these two beautiful clients and go out to Mm -hmm. all of our clients. (laughs) I think self-sabotaging can look like um, having expectations of yourself, like, oh, I'm going to, this weekend, I'm going to absolutely get into the kids' playroom and declutter that and then not do that. Why would you not do it? How, like, what? comes in so and I know I'm being annoying I'm just asking why and how a lot but I want to continue to dig down to why would you why would you set an expectation that you know you you possibly won't meet I think we all set ex maybe not all no I think everybody sets expectations um and this is one of the conversations I had with somebody was around that word expectation um and how we could change that to be um, gentler on ourselves and so our way of I don't know if this, this isn't quite answering your question Amy but let me go with what I was saying to this mm-hmm. um, client it was about expectations is that there is it's very black and white and can set us up for failure mm-hmm. and expectations are generally um, not filled with grace and kindness. Some So let here's an example. If I have an expectation of you, then you disappoint me or you don't disappoint me, depending on whether or not you do something. Whereas if I have an expectancy of you, there's hope and there's space in that. Am I making sense? Kind of. And I think a lot of listeners, yeah, it is. And I think some listeners will go, oh yes, I totally understand that. And, 
um, let me add an Amy lens to it because I think the Very beauty fair. is that we see things differently in a lot of ways. <laughs> Really? Sometimes, I yeah, I know, people would not have thought that yet of ever of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think self-sabotaging can look like is you set a, a really awesome goal that aligns with your values, but you haven't given yourself the um, expectation or you haven't given yourself the tools in order to get there. So what the self-sabotage looks like is you overreach without putting the steps in place. And so the sabotage is like, I'm going to declutter my whole house in September, but then you don't make any plan. You don't get help. You don't read a book. You don't set out, like, how am I going to do that? You don't organize rubbish removal. You don't have any supports in place. And so you set this like high and lofty goal and then the sabotage is actually in the lack of planning. Or what I sometimes see is the sabotage looks like, oh my goodness. So we see this with clients a, a bit is, oh my goodness, I can't believe how good the kitchen looks. Like this is amazing. This is what I dream of. This is what I want my kitchen to look like. Thank you so much. This session's been incredible. And we come back in a month and the kitchen has stuff all out of place and the bench is messy again. And part of the client's psyche is I'm not a good enough housewife that I deserve to have a bench that's clear. Now, they're probably mm-hmm. not saying that out loud, but that is the thought that's going on. It's like, well, yes, I had it. I loved it. I don't deserve it. And so then they take actions that align with I don't deserve it rather than I love this. You know, you're, you're choosing to align yourself with a lie rather than the truth, which is often what self-sabotage does. Does that make sense? Yes. To yes, anyone else. it does. No, 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 it totally does. And that's where like I, yeah, I think that digging into your reasons as to why you self-sabotage is really useful. Mm-hmm. And that's what like coming back to the start where I said, well, actually I think self-sabotage comes a lot down to self-worth yep. and your identity. So, and it comes down to your personality as well which Mm. is what the four tendencies was around an aspect of your personality, which is how you meet expectations, uh, but also self-worth, which is what you've just identified, that when we dig into things sometimes, we realise that it does come back to our self-worth. And also, like you said, is putting those structures in place to help us to achieve our goals. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I've been listening to Dylan Alcott's audiobook. And, like, nobody goes out to win all these tennis championships. Like, my goal is I'm going to win the US Open. I'm going to win the, I don't even know what the British one's called, sorry. Wimbledon. Dylan, thank you. Um, And I'm going to win Oz Open and I'm going to win an Olympic gold. Like, nobody sets their mind to that and then doesn't go, and here's the training schedule and here's my coach and here's my physiotherapist and here's my whatever, whatever. Like, if you set lofty goals, you have to put the supports around you you are unlikely to reach it. Yeah. And that's, and (laughs) I really believe that in our belief of habits, habits will get you. And that's exactly what you were talking about too. Like Dylan's put in supports, but also built in habits and those supports. And that's what we want to encourage you today is to how can you structure something so that you have the support that you need to do it and how do you create habits or how do you break it down into tiny micro habits so that you can achieve the bigger habit or or the bigger goal of decluttering the Uh whole house so and that's where Um, you know, I've had conversations with clients before and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast as well, is that they're wonderfully organized at work and can kick massive goals at work. They can't when it comes to their home though. And, And I've said it I know I've said it on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again because it's the perfect timing, is that it is because they don't believe they're worth it. They don't, they don't value themselves, they don't love themselves, they don't see their value in themselves to actually be putting in the work that they want in theory. They want their home. like they, And they believe in theory that they're good enough <laughs> and they believe that they're worthy and valuable, but their practices and their habits don't align with that. So, Kirst, how as as Aussies, nobody likes someone that's up themselves, right? Like that's the ultimate Australian, you know, put down Tall is poppy. that you up yeah. yourself, yeah. right? So, how do we place value on ourselves without that? You know that 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 that's ourselves. right, and the culture that says to us. Who's, why would you deserve that if someone else can't have it? Why do you deserve to have a beautiful house when so many people can't afford it? Why do you deserve to have a decluttered house when other people can't afford it? Why do you deserve to have this, that and the other? Talk to us, psychology, Kirsty. No, no pressure. Do not put that Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing we tell people all the time. We are not psychologists or counsellors or anything. <laughs> I think that that is a huge huge conversation (laughs) starters (laughs) um and I think that we can also work on our self-worth and work on our self 
and our self-value. Like we can do tiny things to improve our estimation of ourselves and not be tipping into that overestimation Mm -hmm. of ourselves. Like, well, I am queen of my home and all of you people should serve me instead of the other way around. Like, no. (laughs) Off your perch, canary. Yeah, we can. But we can go, we can think about our future self and care for our future self So we can go, well, actually, I'm going to bring those clothes in off the washing line today because my future self is going to thank me for Mm -hmm. it. And I can, why do I vacuum my house when people are coming over, when I know somebody's coming over, but I can't do it for myself? Well, actually, (laughs) I can do it for myself and I can love and care for my family in that way. And care for and and love and care for myself because aren't I just as valuable as a tradie who's walking in tomorrow, mm. or our friends who are coming over? Like, why do I? And I like again. I'm sorry if you've heard all this before, but I do think that it is. <laughs> you tuned into a podcast that talks about this. <laughs> no apology. We, I think, as mums, and and I think that. Often our culture tells us as mums that we definitely should be the last on the list of priorities and that we definitely should lay down our lives for our families. And look, there's nothing wrong with laying down our lives for other people and caring, you know, doing things, serving other people. There is a problem when it's to the detriment of your own self-worth and mm-hmm. your own self-value and your own your own being. Like that's why they tell us to put our oxygen masks on first before we turn and put our oxygen masks on our children in an aeroplane because we can only be of service when we are well. Yeah. So I really, really want to encourage you that you are valuable, you are loved, you are worthy of not self-sabotaging. Like learn to love yourself and to value yourself and to value that your goals are worthy and your habit formation is worthy. And your future, not only with your will your future self thank you, but your people around you will thank you as well eventually. Maybe they won't thank you straight away because you've stopped cleaning up after them. <laughs> I know my kids would, if I was cleaning up after them all the time, they certainly wouldn't be happy if I stopped all of a sudden. <laughs> but they will eventually thank me because they will eventually be adults who can look after themselves and their partners will thank me because I haven't given them a lazy so-and-so as a partner. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I've been talking a lot, Amy. You've been asking all the questions and I've been talking a lot. Yeah, I know. I like it though. I um, I feel like I need to interject a review right now because this is just <laughs> is perfect. So we had a review sent through from Lush and Zed on Apple Podcasts um, and it's a five-star review titled Warm, Friendly and Positive. And I just feel like it encapsulates how you've just been like pep talking everyone. 
These girls are real, so friendly, and this flows wholly through the podcast. You're left feeling like you've just had a pep talk with your best friends. I feel motivation to make real changes this year. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's like, I feel like you're just like Oprah. You're like channeling your inner Oprah right at the moment. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. I really appreciate being, I really do think that, that what an amazing honour to be associated anywhere close to being Oprah in people's <laughs> lives. <laughs> I don't think that, I'm glad that you think that. Not so sure if everybody else does, but so I'm good. very thankful. So good. Um, so if you are a self-sabotager, Sometimes the first thing to do is just notice it. Just be really mm. conscious when you have kicked a goal or you're, you've set yourself a goal and you notice that the behaviour that you're undertaking is actually taking you in the opposite direction. Um, when I, I used to have a personal trainer at the gym, and I think it was just after the kids were born, so like 15 years ago, and I remember her telling me that every time you choose to exercise, you're either walking towards your goal or if you choose not to exercise, you're walking away from your goal. So if you kind of picture that you're standing there and you have your goal in front of you and the opposite of your goal, your anti-goal behind you, decisions that you make will either take you forward or backwards. And so noticing whether you are making decisions that take you towards your goal or you're making decisions that take you away from your goal can be a really great start. Um, and then take those actions to take you closer. Like it's, it's, to really boil it down to black and white, just keep making those decisions that move you forward, not take you back to the anti-goal. And put those supports in place that you need that will help you to make the wisest choice in any circumstance. So, you know, at the moment, I am trying to really reduce the snacks I have in between meals. So having a box of cookies sitting on my desk is asking a lot of self-control over me yeah but it's not really curse because you eat the weirdest biscuits can you tell everyone what the box of biscuits that you're referring to what tell them about the biscuit that you eat nana kirsty chocolate digestive <laughs> i can hear so many people yaying me right no, now no it's the full nana biscuit it is the full healthiest chocolate biscuit <laughs> Do you have a little sherry at four o'clock as well before your nana nap? <laughs> my point being that having them on my desk or within close range is asking a lot of self-control from me. And so is that actually working, walking towards my goal or away from my goal? Totally. So I want, I need to get them out of my, off my desk and away, far away from me. Because why would I do that to myself? Mm, but, yeah. and that's why it's like, okay, what are my, what's my value? What are my goals in that value? Like, you know, and what are my goals? And then what am I doing to support my goals? Yeah. yeah. So, and for a lot of people, that needs to be accountability. For the obliger, for the rebel, it can cannot work depending on their mood. And for the questioner, accountability can be really, really helpful. Um, externalizing that internal motivation <laughs> can be really helpful. And I was saying to somebody, one of my clients last week was, 
for me, as a rebel who can maybe I'm actually an obliger, depending, it depends. It depends who's telling you what to do. Yes, that you and Simon, Amy (laughs) and Simon in my life are an extension of myself and they do not, cannot be my motivators. They're my demotivators. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're too I rebel close. against you two so hard. Yeah. Like when, and you can say all the right things. Like Simon can be like, hey, babe, why don't you get up and go for a walk this morning? It's such a beautiful day. And all I want to do is punch him in the face at that point. <laughs> same with Amy. And I think and I think it's the same for you and me, Amy. Yeah, like so I funny. can't motivate you You're because. I'm too close to you. I'm an extension of yourself. Like, and the same with Cal. If Cal tried to encourage you, you'd also want to punch him in the face. Why don't I do the opposite of what you're saying just to spite you? Which is self-sabotage. It's self, it's (laughs) in absolute essence of self-sabotage. And so having that external motivator needs to be somebody other, in my in my opinion and in my lived experience, it needs to be that next circle of friends or that next or that even as far but as a stranger like a stranger so good at that. yeah yeah we have great accountability in our head heart and home private facebook group um, and even some of the members have developed accountability partners that meet outside of the group just to keep each other accountable um so to have people that have the same goal as you working towards that goal is awesome to do within accountability so if yeah if you're looking for someone to do the decluttering accountability with our head, heart and home group may be the answer for you. And maybe just for you, it might just be our big Facebook community group. Maybe that's all the accountability and the support and the encouragement that you need. But we really do want to encourage you to put those supports around yourself so that you don't Mm self-sabotage and look at your habits and see if there's any tiny tiny changes you can make to your habits that make things easier for you to achieve so that you're not putting sabotages in your way deliberately you know for me getting the box of biscuits out of my out of my study like that is a small habit that I can it's tiny habit that I can change that will help me achieve my goal of not not snacking in between meals so what's something small habit changing can you do yeah to improve your chances of not self-sabotaging yeah it might even be as little as when i listen to the podcast i'm going to do a micro declutter yeah and the podcast goes for 30 minutes sometimes 50 minutes but i'm going to commit to five minutes of decluttering during the podcast yeah and then also working on your self your self-worth and the things that you say to yourself i think for me when it comes to kicking goals in what I would love to be kicking goals in. I really have to speak positively to myself that it does not help me when I speak negatively to myself Mm -hmm. and just like I'm homeschooling at the moment and hearing a child speak negatively over themselves does my head in (laughs) and I'm like how is that helping you child to achieve your educational goals yeah so I really want to encourage you if you hear yourself speaking negatively to yourself please please be kind speak to yourself like you would your best mate (laughs) say you can do this you you are not lazy 
you might be being you might be choosing right in this moment to make a lazy decision but you are not lazy you can do things you can declutter we can you can tidy up you can do anything you put your mind to so speak speak kindly speak kindly <laughs> I'm going to read another review, Kirst. Um, <laughs> this one's from Ms. CNR on Apple Podcast, um, and it's a five-star review titled, I recommend this podcast often. Thank you. Um, it says, Kirsty and Amy are fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Did you write this one, Kirst? <laughs> I love listening to this podcast over the last few years as a soundtrack to my decluttering journey. I often recommend this podcast to family and friends. Thank you, ladies. Update. I first stumbled across the art of decluttering a few years ago when I was tidying my unit, trying to make space for my then boyfriend to move in. I remember posting on the Facebook group that I wanted to get my clutter under control so that he could move in and that we could feel that the place was ours and not just mine. Since then, we've lived together, got engaged, celebrated our wedding and bought a house. So I must have done something right. The tools I learned through the Art of Decluttering podcast, the Facebook group and the Head, Heart and Home course were helpful in our shoebox unit, including during lockdown and now as we settle into married life in our house. Thank you for being a big part of my journey. Oh, that's so nice. We get to see you through all those seasons. That's kind of cool. That's the beauty of having never missed a week, Kirst, in over four years. (laughs) Has somebody posted in one of our groups this week hey I missed the podcast and I'm like and we we were both like yes that's that's there was an Apple podcast issue Apple podcast (laughs) but we're not going anywhere baby (laughs) so we will be back here on next week on Monday if you live in the southern hemisphere and Sunday if you live in the northern hemisphere thank you for joining us we hope that it's been an enlightening episode for you to understand yourself a bit better and we look forward to seeing you next week bye 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 Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.